Welcome to the Short Term Rentals Podcast. Here we share all of the latest news, opinion and intelligence from across the burgeoning short-term vacation rental space, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name is Paul Stevens, editor of Short-Term Rentals and host of this week's episode. For episode 32 of the Short-Term Rentals Podcast, I'm delighted to be speaking to Lucas Holderman, founder and CEO of SmartRent, a leading provider of smart home and smart building automation about the company's milestone $2.2 billion SPAC merger last year, its growth strategy and expansion into other sectors such as student housing, and smart home technology and automation innovations that are expected to trend in 2022. This episode is kindly sponsored by Flywire. So great to welcome you on the Short Term Rentals podcast, Lucas, our first of 2022. So happy new year to you. And so to, just to kick uh, things off in this conversation, uh, just please introduce yourself, uh, Smart Rent and the services you provide in the short term rental and hospitality industry. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is Lucas Haldeman. I'm the CEO of SmartRent. Um, at SmartRent, what we do, we're an enterprise smart home and smart building technology platform. Uh, we serve uh, uh, property owners, managers, and residents. So really, this is, platform was designed for rentals, rental property. And whether that's a, a two-night stay in an in a, in a Air, Airbnb or a 12-month uh, lease at a, at a multifamily community, uh, really, the platform is designed for renters. So we our software and hardware solutions. We help property owners, operators, developers help increase revenue, decrease the costs, and better protect your assets. And um, something I guess that, that hasn't come up already is that uh, you recently went public uh, via 2.2 billion SPAC merger uh, last August. And SPAC mergers are something that we've been covering a lot on, um, on short-term rentals, particularly within the last year. So uh, I'm interested to know why was this such an important milestone for your company in particular and how will it also support your growth strategy moving forward? Yeah, I mean, if, I think last year we felt like we had really matured as a business and we were ready to make that next step as a public company. And we were evaluating all the different ways you can do that, you know, direct listing, traditional IPO, SPAC. And, and we settled on, on the SPAC mainly because of the strategic partnership with Fifth Wall and that, that really we felt like that brought something more than a traditional IPO, but, and, and the reason for exploring public markets other than being mature as a company and being ready to do that is um, we have an incredible greenfield opportunity in front of us that really every, I believe every rental home in the world will be, will be converted to some sort of smart home in the next, in the next few years. And so to harvest that takes capital. And, and so there's no better way to have access to durable capital than to be a public company. And so that, that was really the, the driving reason behind that. The other reason that, that we have is there's a lot of really interesting prop tech companies that have, that have started in the past couple of years. And we have an appetite to really grow our platform and grow our, our product roadmap. And having access to capital allows you to do that in, in, in organic ways through, through strategic acquisitions. So that, that was the driving uh, force behind that decision. That's excellent insight there. And um, something else as well, alongside the, um, the SPAC merger, you recently appointed a chief legal officer. Uh, his name is Brian Roberts. So could you just let us know 
what you think he's going to bring to your organization on top of your existing team. Yeah, Brian has been a been a great addition um, since we've hired him, and and it was you know he, it's a it's a strategic executive hire. His position is new for the company. Um, you know, we haven't had that role before. We've largely uh, you know outsourced our our legal counsel. So I think you know having Brian in house, there, there's sort of two sides of of the legal spectrum. There's sort of the black and white sort of contracts, and and that you know that's easy to outsource. But the other side that that we felt we were were excited to bring Brian on for is that that strategic side and really thinking through the business and thinking through the the operations and how we can be more more nimble and and perform better. Okay, and um, you also announced the acquisition of uh, Open Architecture Smart Apartment Company IQ. Um, again, what was your thinking behind this move and looking forward, I guess, now off the back of your SPAT merger, it's also about growing your, your customer base? Yeah, the, the, the IQ, uh, the folks at IQ we thought were top notch. Uh, the founders, Jonathan and Keith, are, are, are terrific individuals who, who bring a lot to the company. So it was more than just sort of bringing on their units and bringing on their customers. That was important, of course, but but really we thought this was this was an incredible team and, and makes us makes us stronger. You know, it also gives us access to you know a hundred thousand new units that we can go put onto our platform, increases our ARR. So it kind of it kind of checked all the boxes that we would look for of, of it was accretive to the bottom line. It brought us some customers and it brought us uh, some additional great team members that, that were help, happy to welcome. And um, yeah, and, and sort of off the, off the back of that as well, you, so just to provide for all the context, you provide, again, smart home and smart building automation for property owners, for managers, for developers, home builders, uh, residents, all, all of that. And now you're looking, I believe, to expand into the student housing market. So what makes this uh, an attractive segment for you to expand into? Yeah, I mean, student to me, student housing, and there, there's others, you know, even the, the, the title of your podcast of the short term rentals is another one where there's sort of these adjacent uh, industries that it's very similar product to what we currently have deployed for multifamily, very few modifications, and it opens up a huge opportunity to grow the business. And so that's the attraction for us in, in student. It's a huge market. It needs to be addressed. Uh, if you think about adoption of tech, young, young people tend to favor adoption even over uh, older generations. And, and so for us, we think it's a really ripe vertical, open to the product, open to the, the idea of having it. And you know, we, we really feel like this can be a big opportunity for us. And, and it doesn't take a lot from our R&D team to, to create this product. It's very similar to the current product that we've, we've brought to market. Um, and I think if you look across you know, the idea of, of student housing and, and the idea that, you know, you're, you're a new student, you're going to college and, and you're still getting a physical key and you can't let people in. It's sort of an aggravating thing. And so I really believe that that this is a, a vertical that that's that's ripe for adoption. Yeah. And all, all of these things we, we cover across our, our various websites as well, at international hospitality media, whether it's short term rentals, whether it's boutique hotel news, service department news. So um, you talked there about those opportunities, particularly focusing on college students and younger demographics. Are you looking to branch into any other sectors, any, anything we should be keeping our eye out for in the next uh, year or moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think we've, we've publicly announced the student housing and, and put out a press release. But we're, and we've also said at other times we, we're looking at, at different spaces. So I think for us, 
I, I think that we have some pilots going in, in the US here with some of the short-term rental providers. I think that's very interesting. Um, I love the idea that that if you, you download an app for a, a short-term rental provider and you, you book those places, it could be anywhere around the country, anywhere around the world, when you go to and unlock the door, all of your settings, all, all of your, it sort of becomes your home. And, and without doing anything, it, it's your home. I love the idea of, of that. And then uh, the other, other vertical are, are sort of student, student housing, which we've talked about, senior housing, I think is another one we're, we're exploring. So those, those are, those are very interesting to me and, and very adjacent to our current product. It's not a, it's not a big lift. The other thing that we've talked about it, you know, it's interesting, the products we've brought to market access control for common area doors, elevators, parking garages, and parking management also is very applicable in the office space. You know, if you think about uh, monitoring where people are parking and getting people in and out of a building, the, the products that we've created work work perfectly in office as well. So you also see us moving into that space. Absolutely, that certainly coincides with a lot of the content we're putting out. And so based off those verticals that we've already discussed, looking in quite a broad sense as well, what smart home technology and automation innovations are you expecting to trend uh, in 2022 from your expertise? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I think. I think there's a couple themes that we're seeing. Um, one is around it, it's not it's it's not the brand new product or taking something that's been offline and making it a, a smart thing. It's not the the next wave, but it's actually doing some of the hard work to make these things work together. And and things like the Matter Standard and things like our platform that w that we've built are saying you know it, we have all these smart devices that have come to market in the past five, ten, fifteen years, but they're all disparate point devices. None of them work together. The next wave, and I think you'll see it really culminate in, in 22 and into 23, is all those working in harmony. Uh, so that, that's one trend I'm seeing. And then the other one that I'm, I'm probably most excited about is around, you know, how do we have smart devices help with climate? And, and so climate conscious choices are really front and center for every operator that SmartRent interacts with. Um, investors are asking about it. Customers are asking for it. And it benefits the operator's bottom line. So I think this is an exciting trend where you can see, um, you know, it's it's on everyone's mind, but there's also ROI there, and then the, that that's a great sort of box to sit in to to be a catalyst for for people to move. Um, I don't know if people always sort of think about it, but residential real estate accounts for a third of our electrical consumption. I mean, it's just a staggering amount of of energy. If we can be more efficient, we can we can make huge gains there. And I think better protecting our assets also has an environmental angle. I think ESG and the focus on that has been really important. And I, I think if you look at, at multifamily and, and rental housing, oftentimes they don't even know the amount of, of utility we're consuming. You know, if you think about a 200 unit apartment community, that's 200 different electric bills. And as an owner, I don't actually know the amount of utilities I'm consuming. And so with our platform and, and with others that are doing, we can, we can first of all measure what are we using and then start to improve and, and, and document that. So I think, I think those are two, two areas you're gonna see a lot of focus in in, in 22. And yeah, what do you think guests and renters are actually going to be looking for from this technology? Do you think you, you, you cite um, ESG in particular, that's something we focused on even just this week in a, in a kind of travel and hospitality A to Z um, piece that we did for 2022. Do you think that, um, you know, residents and, and renters are increasingly aware of these ESG concerns? Absolutely. I think, I think very much it's on their mind. And 
even if it's not, let's say you're not as a, as a person, you're not passionate about the environment, which I, I don't know why you wouldn't be, but people are out there who aren't. So let's say you are one of those people, uh, you, you're still happy. You're going to save 50, 60, $70 on, on your bill. So that, that's where I love that, that you can sort of get it both ways, which is, Hey, I'm doing this because I'm conscious of the amount of, of utilities I'm using as a consumer. And I, I want to be bring those down, or you can say, I'm conscious of that, but I also like saving money. And so to me, that's the, that's the benefit for both residents, uh, renters, and operators is you're doing something that's good on a macro level, but it's also good for you on a micro level. It's good for your own, your own, your own pocketbook. Totally. Well, thank you very much, Lucas, uh, for joining me on today's podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure to, uh, to welcome you on board for this episode and hopefully we'll, we'll get the opportunity to uh, meet in person in the not too distant future. Yeah, thanks for having me, Paul. I really enjoyed it and look forward to meeting you in person. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's Short-Term Rentals podcast and a big thank you again to Flywire for sponsoring this episode. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to shorttermrentals.com and sign up to our weekly e-newsletters. 